Hey everyone, welcome back to the Hot Takes Podcast, where we're always seeking to be humble, open, and transparent. In each episode, you will be hearing from a thought leader, a coach, a trainer, a speaker, someone who is desiring to bridge the gap between where you are and where you desire to be. Their stories will be authentic. Their stories will be humbling. Their stories will be impactful. So please tune in and enjoy. What is going on, everybody? What is going on? I'm so glad to be back with you all on this happy Monday. Uh, And I am bringing somebody to you. I keep telling y'all, we're here to be humble, open, and transparent. And if you're new, uh, welcome. Uh, I'm Lawrence Henderson, the host, coach, speaker, and as you see, resident virtual hugging expert. Uh, And we bring on practitioners, people who are into the work that they do uh, in leadership and coaching in life, uh, authors, all that good stuff. And today I have this Melanie folks, Mayers. How are you, ma'am? I'm good. I'm really good. How are you doing? Good, 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 good. Uh, so, Melanie, please share with folks where you're at in the world, uh, a little bit about yourself, and then we'll dig in. Cool. Uh, so I am in London. I'm in the UK, just in case you didn't get it from the accent. Um, I am, I'm in rainy London, which is, I guess, what everybody expects when they talk, think about London, but it is really rainy and cold today. Um, so I uh, am a award-winning HR specialist. I am a leadership coach. I'm an author and a founder of Eden Mays HR Consulting. So it's a HR consultancy where we help clients with their hiring, managing, motivation and recruitment. But my big passion is about creating awesome leaders who can, you know, who can really manage and motivate an amazing team so you can build your business. You can make more money and not lose the rest of your life. Yes, 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 yes. You said key words there. Make money, make money. <laughs> it's all about, people want to be good people. I promise they do. But at the end of the day, they're like, I need to keep a roof over my head, too. I got some some goals. I, I'm like, I want to go to Maldives. I'm going to do all of that stuff. But but when you think about and, and I'm always intrigued by coaches and leaders, the work that they they do. What's your why behind this work? Um, so for me, I always loved working in HR um, and I had an amazing career that grew and grew and grew. And I was traveling the UK, UK, Europe, the world. I worked for international organizations and that was great. And then I had my first child um, and she's eight and her name is Eden, which is the name of the business. And for me, um, I thought I'd go back to work when she was six months and everything will be fine. And I went back and all of a sudden that getting up at five in the morning, leaving my baby, getting really late, getting back really late at night, you know, nights over, I don't know, overnights away. All of those things were not what I wanted. I was lucky because my mum was looking after her, but I really wanted not to miss, you know, her first steps and things like that. My mum saw them before I did. And so when she got to a year, I incorporated the business and it was really because I wanted to do the same amazing, challenging work, but I wanted it to be under my steam, my schedule. Um, and as 
luck, grace, blessings would have it. Um, I incorporated the company when she was a year old and two months later got pregnant with daughter number two. Um, and so I spent like my maternity leave building the business so that I was able to, so I'm able to be a full-time business owner and still do the school run when I want to and go on school trips and stuff. So it's a nice balance. Yeah. And, and I, and I, and I appreciate you leaning into life happened and not judging it and embracing it and being what those moments needed you to be. And it didn't stall you, but it actually impacted. It was like, you know what? I got some skills here. Let's build something. And again, just having that, how do you get yourself and the people that, that come to you to not stop themselves when life happens? So I I think a lot of it is about not judging yourself based on other people. So I know for me, you may watch someone else progressing in their career or progressing in their business and their life and your life is not the same. So if you've got children, if you've got parents to care for, if you've got other responsibilities, maybe your trajectory is not going to be as fast. It doesn't mean you're not headed in the same direction. Um, And so a lot of the times when I talk to people, it's like one step at a time. What can you do today? What can you do to bring in some income today? What can you do? to take your business to the next level. And I think it's also understanding that nobody's perfect. So I think lots of people get in that cycle of, I want to be perfect. I want everything to be great. And I I, I am the, you know, I, I am the same one. I have a poster on my wall that says done is better than perfect because I can sit in a cycle of, it's not perfect, so I'm not going to do it. And sometimes it's just, okay, you know what? It just needs to be good enough. And next time you can make it better and you can, it's an iterative process. So I think a lot of the times when I work with people, I remind them that it doesn't have to be perfect day one. You need to get out there and learn from what you're doing and review it and be really pragmatic about what you're doing. Because at the end of the day, nine times out of 10, the only person who knows the mistake is you. You you better, you better come through with the G- early this morning uh, and evening uh, for all those in the UK and and across the world. Um, You hit something there. And again, it's normalizing it being okay, but it's, hey, what can you do today? And I always like to say at any, you know, it'd be hours of training. And I'd be like, look, I know that was a long download, but what's your first next step? And I think you just hit home on that self-development and that self management of what can you do today and again that that perfection monkey that jumps on all of our backs at at some point right and just wanted to get yeah it's just a little something that i could have did more to make it that much better and and for you how did you how did you how do you continue to stop yourself from going there i think a lot of people would like some coaches want to know how, how do you stop yourself <laughs> Um, so there were a couple of things. So one is um, I'm really bit hot on um, accountability, right? So if I say I'm going to do something, so whether it's me going live on Instagram, or Facebook or whatever, if I've said I'm going to be live at five o'clock, you're going to be expecting me to be live at five o'clock. I need to put it out there. Um, when I was writing my book, I got to a certain stage where I started talking about it. And then, so the expectation is, so when's the book coming? When's the book coming? So I need to finish it. And I think some having that accountability, having someone to say to you, what you know, what are you doing? How are things going is a big thing. I'm a very um, 
I'm a very kind of process organized type person. So I'm the person who has like the to-do list of all the things and everything's, you know, whirling around in my head. Um, and what I do is I literally have a, these are the three things that I have to do today. Just three. I'm not trying to win the world. Here are the three things that need to be done today. I'm not going to go to sleep until they're done. And But if they're done, I'm happy. Um, and then what I tend to do is I just turn off all distractions and I try to get on with it. It's slightly problematic because obviously I'm a HR consultancy. People do have emergencies. It does happen. But that's one of the things I had to learn when I was building my career was that you come in with all of these things that you wanted to do with the team. And then, you know, you'd have some big staff crisis that would just wipe out your entire day. Um, and so I had to learn from that that, you know, I you te- there's a tendency to overrate your day, right? You'll put more way more things in it that you can do, or you know, I know you go on a trip and you're like, I'm going to see all of these things, and then you come back and you're exhausted because all you've done is see these things and you've t- had no time to actually relax. It's the same thing with your business. You need a little mind time. You need to, you know, you need to be thinking. You need to be able to focus. So that's you know, so that's really important. Um, for me, the other crazy thing for well, crazy. The other thing for me is really important is my morning routine. So I am up, um, I have a friend who, who calls it, uh, what does she call it, um, newspaper rounds. I don't know. Yeah, no, you do have newspaper rounds over there. Um, calls it newspaper rounds. I am literally up at like half five in the morning. I will go for a run. I'll do my meditation, my prayer, all that kind of stuff. And that sets me up for the day. And then I'm really, and I'm really, really then clear about these are the things I'm doing today. This is what I need to get done. Um, and that normally stops me from getting stuck uh, because I'm sure about what I'm doing. I've got someone to keep me accountable um, and I just I need to just put it out there. And sometimes it's just, you know, you have to feel the fear and do it anyway. If it doesn't feel scary, then what are you doing, really? You you just you just prick some folks with that one, Uh, because, again, at where I think there's some some tendency. And I guess the last 18 to 24 months of life for a lot of people kind of put people in this fight, flight, freeze kind of kind of mentality. And so doing it scared, uh, you know, build the plane while you fly it. Like all of those things are like really freaking people out just because people were like, you know, life is fragile and all these other things. Right. But like you said, at the end of the day, what's the goal? Like what's your why behind anything that you're doing on a daily basis? And and again, start with yourself to answer those questions instead of projecting outwardly. And there's something you say about you don't put yourself in a position to be an island of excellence. You say asking for help is not a sign of weakness. Help people yeah. out with that one. Yeah, no, exactly. So, so you know, and I, I'm preaching to the choir here, right? So, for for me, I for, for me, I you know, I want everything to be right. I want to get things done. And actually, talking about the last 18, 24 months, that has been a big, even for me, that's been an even bigger learning curve on not asking for help. So. Um, you know, I'm a person who likes to be a problem solver. You've got a problem, I'm going to solve it. I'm going to help you. I'm going to tell you what to do. I'm going to get it done. I'm going to roll my sleeves up. When um, COVID hit here, I had suddenly my husband at home working, my children at home, homeschooling. Um, and for the first six weeks, all of my my business work was done out of office hours, it was done, you know, between like 8 p.m. and like 2 a.m. because I spent my entire day trying to make sure everybody had what they needed. But I was exhausted 
and then I was snappy and that doesn't work you know because what do they say unhappy wife unhappy life right it's not it's not a good match and so but so I had to ask and actually when I said to my husband okay look this hope this I can't do all of these things we need to work it out we worked it out we worked out a program which was in the mornings I had the children and I got them done got their schooling right in the afternoon he had them and we both had time to get our work done and you know and and actually just doing that and just asking for that help, being able to say, actually, I need I need a break. I'm, I'm going to go take a walk. I'm going to take an hour to myself. It's important. It's important to ask for that help. And when you're running a business, you you do not want to be a jack of all trades. You want to be a master at your skill. The thing that you decided to start your business at, you want to be master at that. All of the other things once your business is making enough money, you need to start looking at how those things are automated and how you delegate those things. You do not want to be doing all of those all of those things because it just takes it sucks time when you're not making money. You're doing admin things. And actually if you look at your, you know, your hourly rate, you know, it's it's one of those things. It's like, okay, do I do I want to spend do I want to spend my hourly rate cleaning cleaning my house or do I pay a cleaner to clean my house? And what I pay her to clean my house isn't even my hourly rate. So you have to think about it in that way. Like, what's the best What's the best balance of time? And actually, I'd much prefer to work on my business and spend time with my children than necessarily worry about it being clean. So you have to find that balance. You have to. So whether it's asking for help in your business or asking for help in your life, that's what you do, right? You, uh, I'm, I'm training for the London Marathon right now. I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm not, a, I've never run a marathon before. I, obviously I need to get some, I need a coach. I need someone to tell me, you know, how, how to hydrate, what to eat, you know, what, that it's not just running that I need to do strength work. To, like I need someone who's got that knowledge where that is their zone of genius to tell me what I need to do. And then I need to follow. We all need to be the same. We need to be open enough to take people into our organization, into our lives who have skills that we don't and learn from them. And it makes us better. And it, uh, sh- shortens the learning curve. It shortens your learning time. I I love that. And it, and again, it not only shortens the learning curve or the learning time. It it doesn't make you own that because that's not like you can give that to somebody. And again, for those people out there that are just starting out, like you said, do the math on what that type of person needs to be paid for them to become a team member and stop trying to be that island of excellence or that person that you want to pontificate about how you pulled yourself up by your bootstraps and all these other things. And okay, you bootstrap puller, you're going to be stressed out too. Like, so, (laughs) so figure out what those things are and stop believing you have to do it by yourself because you don't, you want to do it by yourself. Like let's, let's call spades spades there. Like you want the, the, your ego wants to be fed that you did it all and all these other things. And I love that you called that out. Right. And something as simple as your own healthcare, right. And your own self-care and all, and believing that like, you know what, we all know we should eat better. Got it. We, we know we should exercise. Got it. But you just know, you just said, I'm going to get with somebody who actually has an expertise and a level of knowledge. And I'm going to ask for help. I'm going to ask for support about my self-care. And so I'm so glad that you pointed to that. And, and it really, that speaks to something that is, is probably a bad word for, for a lot of people out there who like to beat them ch- their chest about the things that they're accomplishing in their lives. That that almost is close to something you describe as delegation not being hard. 
And then, then yeah. we have another question I'm gonna ask right up from our audience. But yeah, talk about talk to people about not having to to ask for help, but delegating when it comes to the different things in your life, your business, and different things like that. Yeah, I mean, I think yes. As I guess when I talk about delegating not being hard, it's because you, the fact is, you should be getting the people with the right skills and you should be empowering them to do what they do best so you give them the outcome not here are the 10 steps that I do to I don't know post to LinkedIn Instagram whatever but literally this is the vision this is what you know this is what I need it to look like this is what I'm trying to do this is the call to action here you go do what you do best Okay, you want them to run it past you okay run it past you know run it past me every month what the you know we'll talk about the theme you, do the, you work it out, I'll have a look at it, I might tweak some stuff and you go ahead and do what you need to do. It doesn't have to be hard. I think a lot of the times we think, one of the things I know that I've heard all the time is that I need to understand it all before I can get someone else to do it. No, you don't. You need you know, a, an understanding so that, I don't know, someone's not gonna rip you off, fair enough. But when it comes down to most things, you, you need an overview of this is what I want, this is my vision. And you want and you need someone else to do it like i know i'm not the most creative person in the world so i'm gonna say this is my vision and someone shows me their vision I'm like, oh my god i would have never thought about that that wasn't that's, that's not me but it's great and i love it and that's the whole you know that's the whole point of getting people in on your team who can make you better that's the idea they're supposed to make you look better make your business look better help you to grow to you know build your pipeline and all of that good stuff and so i think that's the thing i think we get stuck on the how um, and it's not the how, it's the outcome. So as so long as, you know, as long as they're not breaking laws, right, this is the outcome. You go show me how you're going to do this. And if you're a person who who needs to know, you arrange it. Okay, fine. Every Friday at 4 p.m. we're going to talk for an hour or whatever it's going to be. And you keep track of things that way and you have shared files and you can go look in there if you know it yourself. But the point is, Having a team is supposed to free you up. It's not supposed to give you additional work. And that's the frustration that I sometimes have with clients is that they're like, I want a team, I want someone to do stuff. And then I'm like, oh, but they don't do it the way I do it. That's not the point. That's not the point. It's not that they do it the way that you do it. It's that it gets done. And as long as it gets done and it is, you know, professional and neat and tidy and all of that good stuff, don't, don't worry about it. It's like when you get married and, you know, I've been married only 18 years now and I remember you know my husband makes the bed a different way that I make the bed the fact is the bed gets made that's that's it it's not it's, it's not rocket science the bed gets made it's cool oh my gosh you you I, I promise you like you're in my head um because I like I think when people like leaders and people in charge and they want they say I want a staff I want people to do for me but then they nitpick about how the person did i think in their minds and shout out to coach dietrich giles for for this one that when you watch someone do something that's actually different your brain is processing it as wrong and so you're reacting to how they did and saying you did it wrong not you did it different and and it's the confusion of difference that causes people to go haywire and like you said like i didn't hire you so I can nitpick you. Like, I told you what I wanted, outcome. Did we get there? Thumbs ups and smiles, all right? You did the job and now, I, like you said, oh, I would have never came up with that. Cool, hey, let's roll with it, right? And be excited and curious about the team members you bring on because there may be nuances to their eyes in your work. 
that they may lend you something and you'd be like, man, you just upskilled me and you had no clue you were sharing something like that. And so just being open to others and their expertise and their nuances. And so I got to tee, I'm going to tee you up this, this, this question from uh, audience member, uh, Phil. And Phil says, how do you deal with people who discourage you or don't seem supportive while, while you're on your entrepreneur journey or in your professional life and all those things? Um, yeah, so I guess for, for me, one of the things that I've realized is, <laughs> I'm trying to remember what the, the saying is, there's, you, you know, at the, at the end of the day, this person's not my, they're not paying my bills. They're not, they're not, they're not, I don't know, they have no say in my life. I'm not going to get myself too involved. I know that when I said to people I was going to quit my <laughs> very well-paid job to start my own business, it was like, really? You're going to do that? Are you sure? Yes, I am. And for me, like month two in, I was earning, I was bringing in more money than I was in my corporate role. There was, it was like, it, and and I had such a better peace and, you know, lifestyle. But the point for me is that there are a few people in my life whose opinion matter. And those people, I will talk to them about my ideas and I will seek their counsel because I know they're coming from a place of love and care and support anybody else I don't actually let it bother me I think that we sometimes you have to be your own cheerleader sometimes you have to have you know you have to have faith in yourself and when you're running your business there will be a time where it's just you it's just you doing the work it's just you you know making the cause it's just you doing all the things and you have to be able to motivate yourself nobody else is going to be able to motivate you um and don't get me wrong, there are some times where, you know, people have said something and it might have upset me and it might have made me doubt myself. But then I only need to look at, you know, my testimonials from my clients. I need to look at the fact that, you know, like, I don't know, 60 percent of my clients come from referrals because people know that I'm good and they send people to me. So for me, I have to, rem you know, for me, I have to remember that I have to remember how good I am. Um and I think that you, I think there's a random statistic, like you know, if every five good things, it only takes one negative to, to to kind of sweep that all away. And sometimes that's the thing we need to remember. We need to remember actually, I'm really good. And that one person, okay, fine, you know, they can have their thoughts, but I know what I'm actually doing on a day-to-day -day basis. I'm not saying it's not tough, but um, I have to be honest. If you're going to be a business owner, you have to build that mental toughness because it is not going to be easy all the time. I mean, you just hit you just hit the nail on the head, coach. I mean, really building up that mental toughness. And it goes back to one of the things you first started with is building up that self love and that self awareness and, and that self development to build that excellence as as a mindset. Because again, not that everything is going to be rainbows, unicorns, and pixie dust, but it's to say, hey, when that one thing comes along, it doesn't derail you. And one of the things that I love to do now, particularly around myself, is defining things. And if someone comes to me and they're discouraging, um, and the reason why I put air quotes around it now, because I, ch I changed my filter about the words that they're using towards a situation that involves me. Again, not they're talking about me. They're talking about a situation that involves me. And so all the things I had to change the filter in my head so that I could be more curious than confrontational. And so if Melly, Coach Melanie is sharing something with me that I can begin, I can begin to be curious around what you're saying and so that I can understand the context. And so if you really had no intention to offend me, 
then I postured myself correctly. If you really did intend to offend me, like you just said, coach, cut them off. Like, okay, bye-bye. Thank you for that. You're no longer, I'm going to disengage. And and so I think those are, you, you were job, you dropped some dimes today and it's just, this just getting us started. And so here's the deal. I don't want to hoard you. I know there are some people in your area of the world uh, and here in the U.S. that want Coach Melling as as their coach. How do people get in contact with you, Coach? Uh, so they can get hold of me on LinkedIn. Um, so I'm Melanie Flakes May. You can see my name there um, on uh, Instagram. So we do a lot of I do a lot of stuff on Instagram. So I'm Eden Mayers HR. Um, so come and find me on Instagram or um, on the website is edenmayers.com. So any of those ways you can get in contact with me and we can have a chat. All right. I love that. Well, thank you, Coach, for just coming to hang out with me for this snippet. Um, and I tell y'all, anybody who is desiring a coach who is desiring someone just connect in an authentic way, please don't hesitate to reach out to Coach Mel. Uh, you will be better for it. And like you said, she may be able to connect you with some other resources uh, because she's not doing life alone. Uh, she has folks that she uses as team. So folks, until next time, make sure you be kind to each other, be well, and we will see you all soon. Thank you for listening to another Hot Takes podcast, where we're always seeking to be humble, open, and transparent. Please share, like, comment, subscribe. Uh, We love to hear from you. We love to hear from you. So until next time, make sure you present yourself every single day with intentionality. Actions over ideas always win.